Welcome to another episode of the Leaders in Education podcast, the official podcast for the Charlevoix-Emmett Intermediate School District, featuring voices in education. Today, I'm pleased to be talking with Angela Banera, Director of Title VI, English Language Learner and Migrant Services, Spanish 4, 5, and AP teacher, and Continuous Improvement Coordinator for the East Jordan Public Schools. Angela, thank you for uh, talking with me today. Thanks for having me, Mike. So also joining us today is Alicia Schleyhuber, Char M's Behavioral Health Coordinator. Alicia, thanks for being here also. Thanks for having me as well. I'm looking forward to this conversation. So Angela, you are wearing a lot of hats. Um, uh, before we get into that, um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your background and what led you to do this work in East Jordan? Sure. I am from Michigan. I studied uh, Spanish as an undergrad, and I did not want to be a teacher. That mm. much I knew. And I didn't know what I wanted That's to be. Interesting. Yeah, but I did not want to be a teacher. Um, learning Spanish was really important to me. Uh, my father's generation had lost it. And I wanted to get it back. I have this name, Barrera, and I couldn't yeah. pronounce it, and I couldn't speak the language. And um, that's just a, a void that I felt that I really wanted to fill. But then once I got the language, I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do with it. So mm-hmm. I got my BA, and I worked in Chicago at the not-for-profit Latino sector. And, um, and then I went back to graduate school at Indiana University for a, a master's degree in Latin American Caribbean studies. And I still did not want to be a teacher. <laughs> And didn't know what I wanted to do instead and went back to Chicago and continued working in the Latino not-for-profit there in La Villita, Little Village, and in Pilsen, two historically um, Mexican neighborhoods in Chicago. But then I started teaching ESL to adults Mm -hmm. and fell in love with it. And then I was hooked. And so um, I got a job there in Morton and started to work in the bilingual program. And so then I went back again to school and got my MAT in history and ESL and bilingual education. So I've been a bilingual educator for okay. most of my career for about 19 years in Chicago, or actually Cicero, but living in Chicago, working in Cicero. And I was a biliteracy coach for the last four years. There's a lot of kids, a lot of need. And so um, doing some instructional coaching. And then when I moved to East Jordan, I had sent my resume out to, uh, to the school and mm-hmm. Matt Stevenson looked at it and <clears throat> I, it feels like he read some alternate version of my <laughs> resume because he's like, oh, why don't you apply for this job to be a data coach and the Title VI director? And um, I felt very unprepared for both. But um, there are, I did have some transferable skills in mm-hmm. the area of culture and language. Um, and then, uh, thankfully, you know, East Jordan does a great job of providing great professional development and ISD has a lot of great things. And so I, sure. um, was meet for the data coaching piece. I meet up with Julie Bergman and learned about all things, you know, data and then Pam Saganic and Ben and learned from adaptive schools and cognitive coaching and got into PBIS. And so ultimately just started, um, I got great professional learning and was able to, able to do that job. And then the, the title six job, I had to learn a lot through, uh, the tribes. So Little Traverse Bay Bands of Odawa Indians, Alicia and I have both benefited greatly from their education department. And um, Amanda Weiner, Dorothy Perry, and um, the language department there, Carlos Suwamek and Nathan Kyogama, they have been very generous with their time and resources and um, have helped me along the way. So that's how I got to where wow. I am. And I had to ask for the EL Migrant Program that was oh. outsourced. And I said, can I please have that? Because yeah. I know at least I have some area of expertise in that, even though it's a very small program. Sure. So that's how I got here to where I am. I'm always fascinated by hearing people's stories. And yours is pretty interesting, especially the piece about not wanting to be a teacher and yeah. knowing you're here and doing great things. So I want to dive into your roles a bit. Uh, so starting with the director of Title VI, what are your responsibilities around that work? 
So I administer and maintain and spend the grants for the program and uh, at the district level. And then there's two, there's two buildings in our district. And so I run the programs at um, both, both buildings. It's a, like a half-time position. And for our listeners, I should, should point out that Title VI is for Native American education. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So in regards to Title VI, what kinds of activities and supports do you provide to students? So when I came into the program, the grants all focused around culture, language, and academics. And so at the elementary school, uh, we have weekly lessons with the, with the students, K through six. And um, we coordinate with, in addition to getting all kinds of resources from the tribe, and we, we pay attention to the seasons, right? So we mm-hmm. look at phenological calendars and we pay attention to the seasons and we try to mirror what the tribes are doing. And so... Um, and we also coordinate with our, our place-based learning and garden coordinator, Jen Lewis. And so she brings that expertise. And so we are always outside, unless it's lightning or like severe rain. We take the kids outside, even all through the winter. And we do seasonal activities. We try to um, mirror the practices um, of, of their tribes. And so in, you know, fall, we just f- finished up our, we did, you know, three sisters gardening with the kids where they, they planted it in the spring and they harvested it and they ground corn and made um, corn flour and they're going to make muffins with that. And um, we um, have snow snakes in the winter and we tap maple trees in the early spring and, um, you know, forest ramps and make ramp pizza in the spring. And so we try to do those seasonal activities at the elementary school. And what an ideal place to be. I mean, this in this region, you can do all those things. Yeah. Every season's different and you can do... It's so we're so lucky because the Browns Creek pathway cuts right. between the elementary school and the high school. And so when I go back and forth from the buildings, I often walk and I get to cut through this beautiful natural area. And, um, and, and the kids are down there. They're down there in the woods. Mm-hmm. They're seeing, um, they, you know, we say hello to the water and thank you to the water as we go back and forth. And they have special spots out in the woods. And so that's the elementary school. And then at the high school, we have uh, NACLA, which is Native American Culture a language arts and academics which is a seminar and so um Jolina Pacenti who is one of our um two student advocates Jen Lewis and then uh Jolina Pacenti who is also the Ogamakwe or chief of her tribe and a mom of the program she's got okay. two kids in the program so she does a grandfather or a grandmother teaching each week and then the kids relate it to which of the seven you know um, grandfather teachings is this person's life an example of and then we do you know academic support and cultural activities and a lot of field trips. And then we also have a um, native language and culture class. It's actually a dual enrollment class through Bay Mills Community College. And this is the second year that we're running that where kids are taking Anishinaabemowin online. And Jolina and I are the teachers of record and we're also students. So we're learning together. And um, I try to stay ahead of the kids. Um, But we basically learn and practice and apply uh, together with the students. That sounds amazing. So your word, let's shift to English language learners and migrant services. What's involved in, in that role? So that is at the high school, we have, it depends on the year and the kids that we have, right? So mm-hmm. um, we have a, a recent family, um, newcomers, um, and we needed a, an English class, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a certified English teacher, ESL teacher, language educator. So they're English, they get their English credit through me. And um, also the the exchange students, 
you know, come through the program as well. So we have a class. We have an English class. And last year, and actually currently, we also have a bilingual program in that we offer bilingual math to one of our students. And then last year, um, we had a, um, that's taught by a different teacher, Amnerbardegues. And last year, that student, he had just arrived and he really wanted to take auto mechanics, but the teacher was nervous about the safety issues of not right. that language barrier. And so our, I have to say our administration has been super supportive of anything that we, you know, advocate on behalf of the students. So they paid for Mr. Bardegas to be an interpreter. And so he got to go into the autos class and translate and participate. And that kid got to take auto mechanics. Well, that's great. So it's really nice that we have a district that supports and makes those sort of things happen. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we have push-in and our, well, I'm sorry, we have pull-out services as well at the elementary school and we do field trips like Alicia and I have been together. We try to do cultural um, field trip experiences and, and um, you know, I try to maintain their, help them maintain their biliteracy. So I'm, I'm not just teaching them English, but I'm trying to um, keep their Spanish alive. So you're not only teaching, you're all in. <laughs> we're all in. <laughs> yeah, we're all in. Okay, in addition to the support you provide the ELL students, are you doing anything to support staff? For those who have EL students? Yes. So, um, again, last year, that was great. We had that, um, that interpretation. I, I consider that right away to help teachers, right? And um, to the extent that I can, and, and there's not enough time in the day to do all the things that we want to do for our students, but... Um, to the extent that I can, I try to touch bases with the with the teachers and try to help them um, understand the the WIDA, you know, can do descriptors and how they can modify and their curriculum and make accommodations for EL students. And I try to um, encourage them to have an assets approach to mm-hmm. um, their bilingualism, while the, the student might be have less language in English than their peers, they also have this other language. And so if you added up their two, mm-hmm. you know, kind of buckets of literacy, they might actually know more than, you know, a monolingual student who's performing at, at you know, a grade level. So, um, and also to see that student as a potential asset for learning in the classroom, you know, you can, instead of it being like, oh, we have to provide this crutch to help kids with this, you know, with their Spanish, it's, no, wow, we've got a person here who's bilingual. Why don't we, you know, you can turn that into an enrichment activity right, where like, hey, right. after you're done doing this task in English, everybody else, maybe you could try doing this in Spanish with, you know, your, and you've got this expert here. But not all kids are experts and not all kids sure. are bilingual. Not all kids want to be teachers. So you had to be very careful about that, right? But just beginning, you know, helping teachers tap into um, what kids do bring to the classroom and um, how we can celebrate that and lift that up. And what a gift to those kids and Definitely. to the teachers. It's hard work. That doesn't always feel like a gift because they f- it's hard work, right? <laughs> it's hard work to make accommodations. And right. so um, it is, I have to say, though, that the teachers in East Jordan have been wonderful and amazing. And they've, they've, they've done that, you know, they've, um, they've put in the work and they've, um, really stepped up to the challenge but it's hard and there's I wish we could be doing more but um you work with the resources and the time that you have and just try to improve right so on on top of all these things you're teaching Spanish and you're also the district's continuous improvement coordinator so for our listeners who may not know what that means can you talk about uh what that means Yes, I would, but may I talk a little bit about teaching Spanish? Well, of course. Okay, because it says here it's self-explanatory, but I would like to say just a couple of things about that. Um, I'm really excited to be um, on a team. So when that position opened up, 
I could have applied for it and like just been the Spanish teacher, right? Sure. But I didn't want to leave the Title VI program and, and you know, I wasn't going to do that. But I said, give me one class and that way we can be a PLC. So I'm just really happy that like they're allowing sure. me to do this. So the other teacher, Savannah Erksleben and I um, work together and she's amazing. And we're happy now that we, when we started, it was, they had just had a Spanish four. And then last year we offered Spanish five. And this year we're offering Spanish, um, AP Spanish. And the thing that I want to tie back though, to the English learners is, um, I want them to know that they have some, something to work towards, right? So they come in and they have their Spanish and like they're learning English and that's great, but keep your Spanish because I want you to be with me in high school and I want you to take AP and, um, and Michigan also has the state seal of biliteracy, which is super exciting. And East Jordan has adopted the seal of biliteracy. Oh, that's great. And the first year, nobody got it. It was hard. There was one student who was really cl- close. But last year, four students earned the state seal of um, biliteracy. And one of our seniors also earned the National Seal of Biliteracy Achievement Scholarship um, from Apple, the place that um, provides the, 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 the test that we use. And sure. so that gold seal on their diploma means a lot. And my yeah. son just earned it. So I'm uh, super proud as mom. Congratulations. And um, I hope more schools adopt it because it, it really means it gets you, you know, looks great in your resume. It can mean college credit like an AP, right. but it also just means that you've managed to be here and maintain or acquire um, two languages. So I'm just really excited about that. Which is so incredibly important today in our global society. Too. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So continuous improvement. Yeah, well, sorry. What does that involve for you? <laughs> so, um, since being hired as a data coach, I feel like my job has been to continuously work myself out of a job and then do something different. And so um, once we, you know, did the data coaching and now it's like, well, the teachers, you know, Julie Bergman used to come in and, and do that for us. It was outsourced. So she coached me and then now so I was facilitating it. And now the teachers are like, they know how to do it. So um, and um, and this is at the middle high school. Carla Vondren at the elementary school has always done an amazing job of um, grade level, you know, data meetings. Mm-hmm. But um, so then I was doing the Swiss facilitator through PBIS and I was on the DIT, the district implementation team and the, the school leadership teams. And um, through that, all that, you know, systems work through PBIS. I just, you know, was immersed in all these systems. And so now we're working with MyKIP. And so when that came around, it, it just became the new thing that mm-hmm. I was working on. And so now we're just immersed right now in systems work with Laura Ringle, Lauren Ringle, and um, being supported by Kelly Rogers to help keep our PBS still strong and, you know, supported by Pam still when we need some adaptive school type training and, and definitely with uh, Julie and just keeping that um, MyKIP platform thing going. So it's a lot of moving parts and we're very much learning how to do that work, but um, focusing in on that continuous improvement right that's what we're all in so that's what that's about okay that's great. great thank you mm-hmm. so going back to your work with um, english language learners and native american students what effect does that have on the culture of the school well i'll say that um you know it's great walking around the hallways in Jen Lewis and I used to hit all of the classrooms. Like the first year we did it, we would also do lessons with all of the classrooms for like four weeks. And so like all the kids K-12 in the whole school, or- K- well, in the elementary school, oh, okay. but all the kids do get invited out to like the snow snake games mm-hmm. and to Shikakamikwe day on earth day and to the maple. Um, when we do our, um, when we do our, um, sugar bush and making our 
maple syrup. So the, all of the school gets to come out. So by now, I mean, it's pretty cool because most of the kids, you walk on their highways, you say, Ani, Bushu, you know, and Bama P, and they, and they all can say hi, and they can say goodbye to you, and they know miigwech, and they can, most of them can count to 10 in Anishinaabemowin. And so it's just nice that the language is out there and that the teachers, right. you know, are familiar with it. It doesn't really surprise anyone. So, um, and then they're coming out to these events yearly and throwing snow snakes. And so that's, feels good. Um, and we just had our Noche Latina, which was a fundraiser for our trip to Costa Rica. And so, you know, you have all these families and we had food from um, Venezuela, Nicaragua, uh, Puerto Rico, Costa Rica, Spain, Mexico. And, um, and this was all made by East Jordan residents. That's and great. so it was great. Um, so those things feel good, but I would just say that, you know, East Jordan has been, um, historically, you know, they used to have amazing powwows here. Maybe you know about them, Mike, but there was great powwows here. Did you, were you around for that? Uh, just on the tail end of that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, um, the snow snake games, we found plaques from 2000, like (laughs) it's here, like it's, it's been here. We're on, um, treaty land. We're on Anishinaabek lands. And, um, I think what we've been able to do is to just like unpause that, you know, and, Mm -hmm. but it was, it was already happening here, you know, so it feels good to kind of just reconnect to the longstanding traditions of, of the land here and the, you know, Anishinaabek people that have been living on it. And, um, and East Jordan has been a big part of that, of that culture. So it's good to just kind of tap into it, I guess. Well, we know how it's how important it is to expose students to different cultures and get them to travel. And so it sounds like you're really helping bring the culture here or tapping into the culture that exists here and, and opening their eyes to it. Well, you know, that's so cool because I had a student last year who said, Ms. Barrera, you know, I didn't even know there were Spanish speakers here and I lived here my whole life, you yeah, know, yeah. and um, there are. There's a longstanding Latino community, you know, that um, brings the, you know, the harvest of the apples and other, mm-hmm. you know, produce to our tables and um, does many other things as well. And um, we have workers that come to Boyne Mountain every year, you know, from South America. It's their summer. And so um, they're here, you know, among us, and you just have to look a little harder and, and you find that there's right. a lot of people here. It's actually a pretty diverse place. So we bring people from South America, from Peru and Argentina in the last couple of years to meet the kids in the school. And, um, and they love it. Coming to an American school and eating American lunches in the cafeteria, mm-hmm. they think it's great. And our students get to talk to like college kids from South America. So it's That's just, great. if you look, you'll, you'll find well, it sounds like you're really helping to open their eyes to, to see what's around them and, and the opportunities that exist. Um, I, I just, you know, I feel like my job is to connect people, right? I'm trying yeah. to connect students with their tribes and, and then just connect my, I need to, my students who are learning Spanish also need to speak with someone besides me, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to find other Spanish speakers in the community and, and there's quite a few and we try to bring them in. Sure. So I'm sure our listeners by now, like me, are wondering how do you balance all these various moving parts how do you find time in the day to do everything you've talked about yeah it's tough it's for sure tough i think with everything we do the biggest challenge is always scheduling and logistics but i don't do anything by myself like not a single thing that i have mentioned is something that i do by myself and we have a great um Great building principles. Again, Carla Vondren and, and Nate Dion before, but Matt Hudson and Janae Russell. Like, Janae Russell has done so much yeah. for, like, the English learners. You have no idea. Um, she has done so much. So, like, in that camp, like, I have full support and green lights. And, and Carla's very creative about making things happen for all these programs. And so, um, and the full support of, of Matt Stevenson, our superintendent. So, when you have like that kind of backing. And then you have other people who are excited right, to do the right. work, Jen Lewis, Jolina, and then Savannah. 
Um, and then all the people at the ISD and, and, and my peers at EJ and the DIT and SLTs, it's just, you don't, you're just not doing it by yourself. Sure. So it's a lot, but it's, um, it's, it's, there's a lot of people. Yeah. You know? Well, that's a great point. Cause you're, you're really talking about tapping into the network that exists out there. You've built a network of people that you can call on to help and support the work with students. And it sounds like you're pretty industrious. Hmm. <laughs> you try. <laughs> uh, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Um, I, I'll just add, uh, again, my gratitude to all the people who help make these things possible. Not just, I mentioned LTBB, but I, you know, GTB is so generous with their funding and, um, and their resources and the other tribes, you know, Bay Mills Community Tribe, you know, Bay Mills um, Indian Community Tribe, they, for their, the language department and then all the parents who have come into the classroom and been teachers to my students, you know, um, and who were cooking this weekend and, 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 you know, just being really wonderful and supportive. And again, all of the great people that I work with in East Jordan and at the ISD. So I'll just end with a note of gratitude. Gracias, mi witch. Well, I do want to ask you, you have a, you mentioned you have a field trip today with students. Yes. So can you talk yes. about what's happening there? Yeah. So we are in the Jordan River Arts Council and we're super excited to be collaborating with them. They have a gathered amazing exhibit upstairs mm-hmm. of um, indigenous art and culture. And they, um, we have some things from our Title VI program that are on loan, which is super exciting. And then some of our students' families have some donated or some items on loan. And then Jolina Pacenti, who's our um, Title VI person, she has her art displayed, her beadwork, and we have students, Isaac Black, Emma Spear, Gavin Bodie, have their work on display. And then some of the elementary school students also have their snow snakes up there. So we are bringing now our Title VI students and other um, students throughout the day to come and interact in the exhibit. And um, Emily Ritter made a beautiful, um, kind of like a scavenger hunt bingo card with pictures of different items in the exhibit. And then she would all the words in Anishinaabemowin. And then on the back, we have um, her voice, Emma Spears' voice, and Aaron Ritter's voice of them. They're all in the language class, mm-hmm. and they're saying the words in Anishinaabemowin so people could listen to it with the QR code. So we are, um, yeah, experiencing that and bringing people into the exhibit and in, enjoying all the beautiful art that's upstairs. Well, I hope that goes well. I'm sure sure it will under your leadership. And what a great asset to have here in the community, too, the, the Arts Center. So we've been speaking with Angela Barra uh, from the East Jordan Public Schools. Angela, thank you for talking with me today and, and Alicia uh, and giving us a glimpse of the work that you do with students and families in East Jordan. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Alicia. Thank you for listening to the Leaders in Education podcast. Please check out our archive for past episodes. And remember, the great thing about learning is that you never have to stop.